I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is good sad. Sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lou bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Without further ado, we've got uh, a man on the show today that, um, you know, I know I've watched him lead several uh, workouts, but also lead a, a site in Wild Kingdom. Uh, so we've got uh, Thomas or Tomas, or uh, we'll, we'll have him tell us how you say that here, but um, we've got Thomas joining the, the cast today. And like we always do, we want to hear um, his story. And so I think just to start us off, if you would share uh, kind of the how you got started, who EH'd you, uh, what was your first workout like, and then um, how'd you get the name? And, and clarify, how do you say the name correctly? <laughs> I, I've, I've tried to say uh, Thomas, uh, which I think, um, I guess, will reveal the, the ending here, but uh, from Thomas the Train, uh, they have like a British accent on there. So I, I've tried to use a British accent, but apparently it's come across as everything but British, I think. So, uh, but that's, that's the intent. Um, so yeah, where'd I, where'd I get started? Um, so I think thinking back, um, around when F3 was first launched, I remember hearing about it, I think through just through some social media and I kind of thought, oh, that looks interesting, but you know, it wasn't one that was going to just jump into something like that right away. Um, but then over time, I, I, it would just pop up in different spots in, um, you know, social media or whatever. I, I, remember reading an article, I think, in the World Herald um, that they did uh, a nice feature on it. And then in the fall of 2019, uh, Mufasa had, um, his daughter and son are, are both really good friends with two of my kids. And so we'd been friends and he had told me, hey, I started doing this thing in the morning called F3 and, and he was really passionate about it. And I, I've known Mufasa for a while and, and exercise was not the first word or that came to mind when I was with him. I mean, I knew he'd played baseball in college and stuff, but uh, I, he wasn't one that was going to join me for a run or anything like that. And, and so he started telling me about it. And he, he, I don't think it was super long, a couple of weeks. He, he had encouraged me to come out and finally I said, yes. Um, and he said, well, we work out. It's, on Thursdays, it's the maze. It's out at like, you know, 204th and F kind of. Um, and so I checked it out online on, on Twitter. I think I had checked the, the Twitter feed for the maze the night before. And um, it was forecast for rain the, the next day. It was like, it was October. And um, I get up the next morning and I'm looking outside and it is just cracking out and it's pouring. And I'm looking at my phone like, is this thing still happening? And I don't have a text message for Mufasa and, and or Michael, I guess, as I know, knew him then. So I was like, I guess I'm doing this thing. So I show up at, uh, at the maze and uh, pretty good crew out there, maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 guys. I think it was Armbar's VQ. Um, so, you know, I didn't know what a VQ was at the time. Obviously didn't know anybody there. Um, it was raining uh, and, and uh, 
there was some lightning, not super close. It was close enough that I was a little nervous, but um, I, I remember the workout. Um, the Huskers, I mean, they've had all sorts of challenges in football, but at, at that point in time, they're having real struggles with their, their kicking game. And I think they had actually done tryouts on campus to like try to find kickers on, on campus. And so Armbar had us out on the football field at the maze doing uh, place kicking uh, in the pouring rain. So I think a couple guys fell in their, their butts, but um, I just remember it was a lot of fun. And then, you know, the, the, the COT at the end and, and, you know, we're doing ball man back then and, and just closing it out with a prayer. I was like, well, that, you know, that, that kind of hit me. That was, that was different. Um, and that was probably the beginnings of me realizing it was a lot more than just about fitness. And, and that was, um, that was pretty big for me. And, and then that was on a Thursday. I went back out on Saturday to the Oracle and there was like 40 guys at the Oracle. And I think it was, uh, CSI's VQ and, and him and Saferide kind of co-queued it. And it was, uh, another good day, good morning. And I went and grabbed coffee that morning afterwards at, uh, over in 132nd Pacific or somewhere over that way. Um, and then, and then from there, it's kind of hooked. I remember that workout. I, it was, that was terrible. Um, I remember the rain and the, the place kicking and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with Mufasa. I'm a baseball player. So kicking is not my, my strength, but I definitely remember that. What um, were you, what were you doing before F3 for, for fitness? Were you a runner or working out or what was your? Yeah. So, uh, my work, we've got a fitness center at work and, and I've, that's primarily been where, where I was working out at. And, um, I would often go down over lunch and there was a group of us that would run. Uh, we called ourselves the NRC, the noon running club. And, you know, we had different routes on Mondays and, and Tuesday was a certain run. Thursday is kind of our special run. Um, and so that was, had been my routine. Uh, it's been a really good group of guys at UP. I've, been able to uh, EH many of them over to uh, to F3, so Hog, Butterfly, Girl Dad, uh, to name a few, and um, and so kind of starting out with F3, I, I was trying to figure out what's the balance because I didn't want to just stop, you know, working out at UP. Um, didn't necessarily want to be doing two days every day. So you know, for the first, I mean, I, I've probably been a, a two or three day a week work out through most of my time at F3. I've never been a guy that got out five or six days in a week, um, but I do try to post, you know, once or twice for sure in a week. Um, but it's kind of been a, a balance between getting out in the morning and the gloom with the guys, but then still trying to find uh, some of that routine that I had before. What was the, uh, I guess, what was the draw to F3 that, that, I mean, maybe you were just lacking in that NRC club you're talking about? I mean, the the thing that, that probably when, when I first had heard about F3 was, you know, hey, I've already got a workout group. I've already got a group of guys that are working out. And, you know, I'm friends with those guys outside of outside of work as, as well. Um, but the thing that probably for, for F3 or, or just in general, um, looking out and, and kind of like, how do I, where do I want to be in, five years where I want to be in, in 10 years and just uh, around guys like-minded with fitness, like-minded with family um, and like-minded with faith and, and 
really um, finding opportunities to engage with the communities and serve the community. So those are the things that have been exciting for me and have continued to engage me with F3. It's, it's just some of those, um, I'll, I'll say almost expectations or obligations that that's part of F3 is that you're also um, participating in the community and, and finding ways to give back and, and seeing guys that are really accelerating in, in that space um, just helps you know drive me and motivate me in, in that part as well. That's, I, I agree. I mean, I think we hear, we hear that so many times, right? And you mentioned it, that first workout, just experiencing like the ball of man and the prayer and the COT and you kind of just, you get that feeling, right? Something is different here. Before we go too much further though, I, I do want to just um, recap because I think, I think I caught it there, but so the, the name Thomas comes from your, where you work. Yeah. But at the, the end that day, um, there was two of us, uh, two FNGs, and, and I, I guess, volunteered to go into the, the circle first. Um, I'm a pretty reserved guy, so I didn't have um, a lot to, to, the, to the packs that day to chew on for names. Um, you know, I just kind of said, got family, got kids, got four kids, keep me pretty busy. Um, I work at Union Pacific, and that just kind of triggered all sorts of names associated with uh with the railroad or with trains and uh i think it was kind of coming down to thomas the train or thomas and um or uh, sir topham hat and i think they thought uh, I, if armbar thought sir topham hat was going to be too much of a mouthful to try to say too often so he just he just settled on thomas and yeah i, I think everyone that i've listened to on the uh the podcast has it's taken a little while to, to grow into their name. Um, I was like, gosh, I've got, I've got an actual name for a nickname, and, and that's confusing, uh, still confusing today uh, when I introduce myself to guys that, um, that haven't, haven't met me before. Um, but, you know, it uh, got two boys uh, that watched a lot of Thomas the Train. We've got a lot of, we've got that little tracks and, and stuff like that. So, um, so like 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 most everyone have kind of grown into it and 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 uh been excited about it uh and and then i was noting some other guys all had you know little things that they do uh during Naimarama, um maybe with how they say it or, or or some sort of a sign or something and and so i just thought well i'll, I'll use the uh the fake british accent so no you're right about having the the, the first name as a as a nickname, you're probably like running into guys that have been posting for a while. Like, if I never met you, I'd be like, "Hey, man, Pony Express." You're like Thomas. <laughs> like, okay, uh, what, what's your what's your F3 name, man? I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting there's for uh, it. been quite a few of those instances. <laughs> Go ahead, it's, it's good to confirm because I, for a while, I, I think I started to believe that your British accent from Namorama was your re was how you really talk. And so then, I, and then I had to remind myself, wait a minute, that's, that's how he's saying it for a reason that way. So I'm, I love that. What, um, you know, as you, as you look, cause eventually you, you started to accelerate, you know, yourself. And I think, um, looking, you know, at first, second and third F and kind of where you were before you started and, and maybe where F3 helped you grow, what do you think um, prepared you to take on the leadership role at, at Wild Kingdom as a site queue? What, how did that transition work out for you? 
Well, I'll kind of go back to just 2020 um, and, and when we kind of went down into lockdown mode for the pandemic and, um, you know, everything shuts down, right? And, and even F3 shut down. And so there was kind of some stealth groups that were still meeting. Um, and, and that was really pretty healthy for me because it was hard for me to get out and, and do a solo workout or I was trying to do some solo workouts at home. Um, you know, we don't have a gym, so I was just kind of doing like an insanity workout or, you know, some of those DVD ones and those get old. Um, and, uh, but there was still some guys meeting in the morning and, and that kind of sparked a little bit more of just, um, beyond the fitness, building the fellowship. And then, um, and then I kind of became a pretty regular at Wild Kingdom. Uh, Tonight Show was leading it at the time. And. I didn't know, you know, early on, like what, what a site queue was or, or like how long they were a site queue for. And then I started seeing, you know, some of the transitions at the other places and was starting to get a sense that, you know, tonight's show had been at Wild Kingdom for a while and he's probably going to be looking for someone else to take over. And, and there wasn't at the time, wasn't a huge group of us that were regulars out there. I would say maybe, you know, 10 was not an uncommon number of guys that were posting at Wild Kingdom and, and sometimes even fewer than that. And especially when you started looking at regulars. And so um, even before he'd asked, I was, I was starting to think he may ask. Uh, and and I, was, I wasn't sure about it, to be honest, at first. Um, but, you know, I kind of thought, well, someone's got to do it. Um, I don't have any good reason not to do it. It's, it's literally like in my back backyard. And, um, you know, the only thing I think I wasn't, I don't know, I was nervous. It was just like, I got to be there every week. You know, I can't oversleep, no snooze button. And, um, but I, I knew once I signed up, that wasn't going to be an issue. And so he had, he had talked to me in the, uh, in the fall of, of 2020. Um, and I said, yeah, I, I think that'd be a good fit. And, um, and then we kind of, the, the, the conversion was a little challenge with some timing, as you well know, <laughs> but uh, we made that happen. And, um, and then that was, you know, that was a really big um, growth opportunity for me getting to know the other leaders. Um, I, I tried to get around and, and post at other AOs, um, but, you know, it is even, there's a lot of guys that, you know, are kind of in their area. And, and so if you don't, get out and venture out. Sometimes you don't meet them, but I've had an opportunity to meet them through uh, being a site queue. And uh, so that was a really fun, fun year that I had uh, taking that over. Yeah, you know, we're out constantly talking to former leaders. That's what we kind of focus this podcast on is reaching out to former leaders or current leadership to get a sense of who they are as a person. But, you know, something that we really haven't asked people is, you know, what was your personal experience? What were some things that you really enjoyed about being a site queue or some things that you, looking back, maybe could have done better? Um, just kind of curious your input there. So I, I think some of the things that I enjoyed was getting guys to do their, their VQ. I, I kind of, there was a stretch there where I was really looking for guys um, and, and was kind of, not pushing them so much, but I would say encouraging. Um, hey, you know, I'll help you out. Let's let's uh, um, do your first cue. 
that's always fun. Those guys, you know, I, I think even my first cue, you're, you're nervous, you're, you're going through the, the exacon trying to find things and make out this super great workout and, and realizing you, you know, you put way too much thought into it, uh, as far as your first one and, and just trying to memorize all the, the different things or whatever. But, um, so that was part of my, my favorite part. The other part is, you know, I was there every Tuesday and seeing, uh, the same, you know, continuous group of guys that were coming back. I, I think that helped build some really cool relationships. Um, and then, uh, Ponzi had pushed us to, uh, we'd been going to a Starbucks and off a of center and he's like, Hey, there's a, there's a place you guys should be grabbing coffee at that uh, that is run or owned by, you know, a guy one of the packs here, and and that was um, Father Time at uh, Bidlex Brookside Cafe, and I was a little nervous because we we're still kind of in the midst of COVID, and we we're going to be having coffee inside, but we figured that out. He gave us a good spot to meet at, and now that's one of my favorite spots for coffee is at Bidlex, and you can buy a coffee for the whole, you know, everybody that shows up for. 10 or 15 bucks or whatever. That was some of the things that I liked about being the site queue and, and just kind of building those relationships with the guys that were regulars. Um, things that looking back at maybe um, might've done different. It, it took me a little while before I was proactively reaching out to guys, especially new, new guys that had posted and, and just, you know, shooting them a text, encouraging them, uh, you know, after the first post or, or to, you know, if we hadn't seen them in a week or two or something. Um, so I tried to get better at that as the, as the year went. Um, but that's something I probably wish I'd done a little bit more of and, and, and started on early on. Um, the other thing, you know, that I, I probably a little bit regret that I didn't get accomplished was, I, I think there's been some encouragement of, hey, find some sort of opportunity to kind of give back to your site. So we've had you know, at, at the elementary schools or, or other schools that we post at, there's been some, you know, different types of fundraisers and, and that's been pretty cool to cut checks to those schools uh, to help benefit them. And I think pretty unexpected uh, in a lot of cases, they maybe didn't even know we were posting because we're those there so early. Um, but, you know, to try to, maybe we could have found some service project at, at the Wild Kingdom to help spruce up the park or do something like that. So that would have probably been the one regret that, that we didn't do. That's an awesome idea. I actually uh, kind of regret that now too. Now that you kind of said that, maybe we could have done more in Elmwood Park and made it a lot nicer of a park. I still think it's a nice park, so it could be done something to make it different. Well, today we actually had a shovel pass, and so I really want to ask you about choosing your successor and what that looked like for you uh, when you were kind of ready to give it up and uh, kind of promote new leadership. How did that go for you? So. That was one of those things as I was starting to look, I had some some guys in mind that I thought would be good fits. And then uh, I think that was around the time that we had started putting a, a spreadsheet together to help plan some of that coordination. And the first time I looked at it, I think the three guys that I had in mind, or three of the guys that I had in mind were already listed for other sites. So then I was like, all right, well, we gotta look a little harder now. Um, but Mufasa had reached out and, and uh, he'd said, he was interested in it and, and uh, obviously he's been um, really passionate about F3 and was the guy that eh me. So I thought that would be, um, he'd be a, a great person to take over leadership and, and, and has been. So uh, that's kind of how that process went down. 
You know, I, I think that's fair. And it, it's, there's always, we always wish we did more or, you know, reflecting back, right. It's, it's easy to tell that um, story or to come up with ideas there. I, I'm curious from your personal journey, what, what sort of growth did you experience there? You know, whether it be second or, or third F, um, you know, I, I don't know if you had a chance just on the days that you posted to participate in like the Q source or free to lead discussions or any of that stuff, but, um, do you, do you yeah, feel I, like we helped with that or F3 helped kind of propel you there in those areas? Yeah. So, um, I've done, I, I wasn't a regular, uh, attendee at the Q source, but, um, on the combine on Fridays, uh, I was, you know, somewhat regular uh, participant in the QSource. And I thought those were good discussions. Uh, a lot of, um, you know, the opportunity to take some of the concepts uh, from there and, and see how they could apply to my personal life. Or, or There's a lot of things I think in F3 that, I mean, obviously to, to home life and stuff like that, but also to work. And some of the, the things that I'm, I find really interesting is just how we've established culture and grown culture and it's it's such a it's not top down you know it's 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 grassroots and and it's the way that it's been formed that way has uh, allowed people that probably haven't had an opportunity or may not have been your first pick to lead in other places and, and then see them step up and, and really be surprising um leaders at f3 or, or you know at maybe surprising to me, but, but in, in hindsight shouldn't have been, um, but finding ways that that can apply to work, right? I mean, there's a lot of people kind of get pigeonholed or, or get identified as one area and, and they may not, um, may not step up if the culture's not right, but F3, it, it uh, it really encourages that and, and, and causes you to seek out those people and, and give them an opportunity. And, and sometimes that's all that it takes. That's fantastic. I, I, you know, nobody has really mentioned that, but I completely agree. You know, something that's interesting is this idea uh, that in F3, we encourage people to lead with the expectation that failure is possible, but you're going to have the support you need but we don't always do that well in like the corporate world. And so I, I think being able to, like I've, I've tried to do that with my team, almost like, hey, let's co-Q this project, you know, let's do, let's, um, you know, try to just elevate more people. Cause I think what I have learned in F3 is more people than you think have leadership abilities. It's just not everybody has the opportunity. So I, I love that. Um, point that you made. Talk, talk to me about faith. I, I think that's the maybe the area we haven't touched on a little bit. And I'm just curious kind of where where you came into F3 at and uh, maybe where, where you're at today. So, you know, faith's been an important part of my life, um, have been an active member at a, at a church. Um, the thing that I haven't been an active member, I mean, an active member as far as attending, um, and worshiping, not really an active member as far as like Bible studies and some of those other things. And I haven't necessarily um, really dove into that within F3 either, but just the the prayers, you know, and, and being comfortable um, speaking those prayers at, at, uh, around men that, um, you know, perhaps you've never even met before um, has been 
kind of an invigorating experience as, as far as you know building more of my faith in in that respect and um and then seeing that commitment to, to taking that and and then the service part you know i've had an opportunity to to do several service um, projects with uh you know with Wentworth and leading at heartland hope and, and some other opportunities that again it, it just it uh i've seen it be a a more active part of 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 the packs than i've seen maybe it just through kind of the traditional worship um where people might just kind of go and 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 receive you know the the hour or or so of the of the, of the worship service and then kind of back to their lives whereas we've incorporated into a more of a regular routine yeah i i couldn't agree more i think um one of the things that that you mentioned that i, I really love is just the space for guys to share in that aspect together I, I think one of the things i've experienced like through um, church bible studies is you you kind of talk about maybe scripture or whatever your faith system is and um like you you meet and you have conversations about that but it's that shared experience that i think we have in f3 that makes it just um it just feels different you know you, you mm -hmm. just you complete this difficult workout and then you somebody delivers a cot and then you pray and the connection with the guys there is um for whatever reason you know it's hard hard to for us to i think understand or explain but for whatever reason it, it just feels uh, more authentic i think than a maybe a traditional um you know church-based study which which i think is cool i think that's one of the great things we offer um curious you know from your your perspective as you've you know, coming to F3, you've got kind of your, your faith established. And then as you've seen other guys develop their leadership skills or develop kind of their own continuum on that first, second, third F, um, how, how do you feel like you've seen, do you feel like you've seen maybe God working through the packs? Have you had any, any um, experiences there? Just kind of curious. I mean, I, I've seen... I've seen some guys and I don't want to necessarily single anybody out on the, on the podcast here, but, you know, really, um, I, I think it's definitely working. Um, you know, guys that are, that are posting have, um, have shared some of the, the struggles and the, and the challenges that they're going through. And, you know, it, it's, um, it's God working through us to, to build those guys up. Um, and whether you know it's something going on at home with with family or maybe something uh, an illness or or, or uh, um, something in the workplace, um, but it's God working through us to support them and, and help them you know when they need it and um, and then you know evolving out into the community just the things that I see happening um, with giving back to the community it's uh, pretty pretty special. You know, I, I want to circle back to something you said about, um, well, the community involvement and things like that on that piece of faith, because what you're talking about is, is an act of participation, right? Where typically in worship, it's very passive and it's very passive and we're just on the receiving end. You know, I, I really like what you're saying about how in this faith aspect, we are putting people to work. You're seeing amongst the PAC members, people are having the opportunity to go and volunteer and do these things and increase this faith aspect that we're all, you know, striving to accelerate. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I guess is there 
anything weighing on your mind lately? Any any words of encouragement that we could share with you if we see you out in the gloom or anything? I, I think just, uh, you know, there was, especially after I've kind of transitioned the, uh, the uh, Wild Kingdom over to Mufasa, um, I dropped back a little bit and I was still getting out at least once a week, but uh, I know um, I'd posted at uh, the Brickyard, I think, and uh, TC saw me there and he's just like, I haven't seen you in a while, man. And, and just, you know, lifted me up and really encouraged me, you know, that when, when guys haven't seen you in a while and you, and you run into them, um, you know, that they're really making a, a point to, to welcome me back. It, it's been a little bit, um, you know, so just, so that's been great to hear as I, as I see guys. And then, um, yeah, so that's probably the main thing. Simple but effective, you know. I I um I would echo the same, you know, and I think we all uh, appreciate that, especially you know, because like you mentioned earlier, right? You you've never really been a six day a week guy, um, but it still is really meaningful when somebody, you know, makes an effort to go up and say hi or ask you how you're doing, or you know, I, I think that's that's just for all of us just to remember, you know, I can think of several times where I was just so stuck in my own life and ego and whatever that um, I didn't take time. And then you, you leave those workouts feeling like, oh man, I, so-and-so was there and I, I could have said hi or, and I didn't, which um, I think that's a great reminder. Um, the other thing, just from a leadership perspective, you, you touch on in a couple different areas, just um, the value of consistency. So like, you know, part of, part of why you were chosen to take over, right, was your consistency. You were, you were a regular. Um, and, and part of why, you know, I think part of why this works um, and why a site queue gets to kind of be a part of some of those life events is because you're the consistent guy, you know. And, and so I think, curious from your perspective, you, you mentioned um, earlier finding that consistency is, you know, your wife has a new job or that sort of thing. But um, where have you found those those elements of, of consistency uh, within F3 to be helpful in your life? Have you experienced that or? The, I mean, part of it is just kind of getting that routine, but having, um, you know, guys that are reaching out to you and, and asking if you're going to post somewhere and then, you know, making sure you show up and, and, uh, and have that, um, you know, so you build those relationships within, you know, a smaller group. I, I think that's one of the things that, as as we've grown and it's been great and I, I know this has probably been a bit of a theme on, on some of these podcasts is just that it does get to be a little bit more of a challenge of of having it, it's not the same relationships that it was you know 18 months ago or, or 24 months ago for guys that have been here uh, kind of a longer time um, but there are uh, there are opportunities to to do that you know within specific AOs and kind of posting with those guys. Um, the other thing, <laughs> I've unfortunately been a, a consistent participant in the Queen service because I, I have some success and then I kind of think I figured out that the key to it and then I revert back to my old ways. So um, so I'm back in it again this, this time and I've uh, kind of did a shield lock with Sister Act and we've been texting every day, just kind of words of encouragement on progress. And uh, I mean, I'll be be pretty pretty blunt that last night I was I was eyeing some stuff that was in the fridge and uh, 
I was like, if I don't hit the weight that I told Sister Act I was going to hit tomorrow, I'm, I'm not going to be pleased with myself. So, um, so that stuff stayed in the fridge, and and I kind of hit the number I was looking for this morning. So, um, just you know, building some of those things up, and and having some guys that help hold you accountable, and you know, Sister Act and I have have not crossed paths a ton um, over the course of F3, um, but he had kind of expressed on the Slack channel that he was looking maybe for someone to help him hold accountable. And I was feeling the same way. So we just reached out to each other and uh, um, kind of did, did a little bit of a shield lock for queen service. And it's, those, those are kind of the cool moments of F3 that, that I don't think you get in a lot of places. So. Well, kudos to you for hitting your goal weight and for taking that taking that step. What what do you think? I mean, you know, to either either the F and G or just um, the PAX member, you know, from an advice perspective, because that took a certain amount of courage to do that. But but what other you know things just from your experience would you recommend that other guys make sure they're uh, trying to do? For me, um, when I it was first kind of considering F3 and then, and then started participating. I was looking at it really just from the fitness aspect. Um, and the fitness aspect is solid, um, but it's, you know, we're, we're not the only place that you can kind of get a workout in. Um, the, the special parts that are going to kind of carry with you through the years are um, the second and third components. And, but you gotta, gotta kind of put yourself out there to experience those. You gotta um, maybe go to a cafeteria. You gotta um, maybe sign up for one of the service events. Um, you know, CSOP's coming up next weekend. Um, that's a great opportunity to, you know, obviously fitness oriented. We're gonna be pretty challenging on that respect, but um, but there's some pretty cool relationship opportunities during that time as well. Um, so those are all things that are really outside of certainly we're outside of my comfort zone to start um and i think might be outside of a lot of people's comfort zone if they're just focused on the fitness side um but you're gonna you're gonna miss out on the on the big big aspect of it if you if you don't enjoy those or participate in those so i would just say for for someone that's that's new or maybe you know potentially listening to this and hasn't participated in f3 yet or, or you have and you just done a workout or two um get to one of the cafeterias and, and that's where you start to build the relationships and have an opportunity to talk or, or, or maybe do a pre-run. Uh, you know, the, sometimes the beatdowns are hard to have a lot of mumble chatter in, um, but the pre-runs where you get or, or a ruck, uh, where you get maybe 30 minutes to kind of on, on a smaller group setting at Plag. I think early on, uh, I did a pre-run with you. I, I hit a like on a tweet for you about, pre-run at the wild kingdom and i'm like i think i just committed myself to a pre-run tomorrow uh and uh, i was able to somehow keep up with you and and i think you mostly were talking because i was just breathing heavily but um those are uh those are a couple opportunities um to to build some relationships maybe in a little bit smaller setting uh, a lot of our beatdowns these days have been uh, you know 15 20 25 guys and, and sometimes it can be really easy to be anonymous in those so so, so I guess my my second question would be, um, how did you overcome some of the you know what Free Delete would call noble excuses? So, 
I got a, I got four kids at home. I got to help get ready for school. I've got to, you know, and some of those things, I got to log into work early, whatever they might be. How, how did you overcome that? Because I think a lot of guys that are maybe on the fence with like, uh, I can't, I, I don't think I can make it to coffee. I think that's where the, the decision point comes in. And there's a thought of, if I, if I go to coffee, I'm not going to be, still be there for my family or, or whatever those responsibilities are. But how did you uh, tackle that in your life? Uh, so some of them is, you know, you don't have to go every day. Um, you know, there, there, there's those responsibilities and, and often, you know, those are real and, and, and not necessarily negotiable um, that you do need to jet right after the workout. But that may not be true every day, right? So there's, there may be that one day that you've got an extra 30 minutes. Um, maybe it's a Saturday, you know, a 6 a.m. workout. And, and oftentimes um, Saturdays are, are, are going to be a little easier, maybe schedule-wise. Um, so be intentional about that. And, um, or, you know, the pre-run side of it is uh, you're, you're showing up earlier. Um, now for me, you know, the 5.30, I'm, I'm not a morning guy. I've kind of been a night owl my whole life. So that's been a uh, probably a, a big challenge um, as far as, you know, making sure that I'm getting enough rest so that I, I'm getting up there consistently in the morning. Um, and, and that's just a commitment. And, and oftentimes that's where kind of the shield lock or having a guy that you've committed to that you're going to be there is, um, is that extra dose of motivation to make sure you make it. Absolutely. I, that's good advice. That's, I was asking that question for myself, so I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, uh, curious too, um, you know, so you've been in F3 for a while. You, you've been a site queue within F3. And I was kind of curious where you see things going, where you hope things go, things that maybe you hope we, we always keep as part of what, what we have here. Any, um, anything in that space for you? You know, I, I hope we're able to keep the just enthusiasm and, and you know, kind of keep that it doesn't just become about fitness. Um, I, I think it's important that it really is about um, all three, all three aspects. And and I don't see that slowing down. But uh, I know that it it's it takes uh, it takes kind of focused attention to make sure it happens. I've been excited. You know, every you, you think we had a great set of leaders, and and we did. To, you know, the you look back to the Redwoods and 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 guys that came shortly thereafter and um great leaders but then you look at guys that have been um maybe even just a few months and and you know it, folks like i guess ferdinand's been for a while but i think of like him and swiper and, and other guys that you know are, are newer than me anyways not not so much brand new but um that are stepping up and, and doing great things and are like gosh there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of leaders out there um we just need to kind of loop them in and then let them do their things and, and we're going to go directions that we can't even think about um uh we you know expanded so much into sarpy county that's been exciting um getting out into elkhorn now um so just getting to new pockets of guys and, and i know sparty and others are, are doing great work to to get into maybe uh, north omaha and, and a little bit more in the inner city and i think that there that's going to be really cool to see that take off. Um, so those are things that I kind of hope that F3 is able to do, and, and I'm expecting that we will based on our track record. Well, you know, you're kind of you're kind of mentioning some, some things, and we've asked this question a lot 
Um, and I don't think it's ever been phrased with such words of encouragement. Um, so I certainly appreciate that. I, I think you're absolutely right that there are new leaders that are kind of taking, taking control right now. And it's, it's exciting stuff. It's going in multiple directions. You're right. Starfy County is blowing up. Gretna is going to get big. Elkhorn, you know, plague's moving out way, way, way out west. Maybe he'll start his own site somewhere out there on the farm. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's kind of, hard because you can be somewhat trepidatious like you had mentioned you know it's not the same as it was two years ago it's not the same 10 guys you're seeing every time but um keeping in mind that we should be encouraged that we're going in a good path so i, I certainly appreciate that appreciate your statements we appreciate your time you know we, we do want to be mindful of your time so i figured we could wrap up with uh name rama uh so i'll take us out i am john whitworth i'm 30 Pony Express. Pony Express. Brandon Pleharty, 36, The Plague. The Plague. The Plague. Jesse Houston, 42. Thomas. Thomas. Nice job. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank Thanks. you, brother.